Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where, for a change, my friends and I will attempt to write a complete scenario for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Please consider me your host, Tom Rayleigh. Last week, we came up with the roots of an interesting story involving the sand dwellers living under South Dakota. We also received a number of comments. Let me go ahead and read some of them to you. Uh, from Psycho Sven 69 he says, interesting concept, although abandoned mines have been done to death, I feel. Uh, also, present-day Shicha Hollow State Park is only about 900 acres, uh, not much of a forest. You would have to uh, be blind and in a wheelchair to get lost in that shrubbery. Nah, okay. Uh, R. Uh, Nakend uh, says, just a suggestion, the locals claim the area is cursed due to desecration, a piece stolen of a sacred object. If the party recovers the object uh, by cat burglary or armed robbery, the curse will be lifted, but unbeknownst to the party, the finished object can summon whatever Cthulhu Mythos creature you choose, uh, the choice being the curse or the creature or both. The party can still destroy the temple if they find it, but then the curse will remain. And uh, one more, uh, Anamarcus says, I think your plans need a few money shots. Uh, key creepy moments to give the scenario an emotional dimension. How do you scare the shit out of your players during this game? These moments are what the players will remember from the game. Remember, and he puts quotes, remember the time that we were in the dark and that cold hand grabbed your ankle, unquote. So what do we think? Some of it seems a little to me like it's just adding more stuff that, we're trying to pare down. The, right. As uh, we're seeing last week a lot, you know, uh, a lot of too many good ideas. Um, I think the thing with the artifact, I think would add just, you know, it's another good idea. kind of waters everything down. It's a good idea. I mean, it would make for an interesting yeah. scenario, but it's a good enough, you know, restoring the artifact that's cursing people is a good enough of an idea to be a scenario to itself. Now, Tyler did write me. Tyler's having trouble connecting tonight, so he might not be here. Um, he did write me and say that there was a problem using Golgoreth. So instead of Golgoreth, we're going to use something else. We haven't quite decided yet, but uh, it could be Tsuthuga or, or something like that. Um, something that makes sense for this scenario, or we'll make one up. And for that first comment, um, yeah, that that state park might be small now, but mm. in nineteen, uh, what's what did we say the date was? Three. Nineteen, yeah, nineteen twenty-three. It was pretty Wild. much untouched land. You know, people were moving west, yes, but I mean, you still had the base of population on e the both coasts. Mm. People hadn't moved in. Yeah, I mean, there were people, but not like there is now. Fargo. So, probably have been the, lar the largest city nearby. Um, and people uh, were disappearing from this area due to the sand creatures, so nobody would be around there anyway. Right. And, and to the comment of, um, you know, abandoned mines being a cliche and overused, they work, you know, yeah. like it's, it's tried and true. Um, it, it, you know, it, they're going to keep using, I mean, I'm I'm an I'm an actor. I'm in the film industry, and I I could find ten thousand films that are all based in the same thing. Yet they're popular. People enjoy them because it's a known method that works. People enjoy it. Um, yeah. 
abandoned, they've just used abandoned mines in the Sabrina TV show, you know, where there's this creepy stuff down there. Sure. It, just because something's used a lot doesn't mean it's, it's necessarily a bad thing. If it's used a lot, that's why it's a classic. Um, haunted houses are done to death too. Zombies are done mm. to death too. Vampire because people love them because if, uh, you, yeah. if you know, because they work. Um, and, and also back getting back to the South Dakota that the actual place is really small. The actual place doesn't have sand dwellers in it and ours does. So obviously we're not writing about the actual place. Well, and we can also rationalize that uh, Sicha Hollow is the center of a much larger, wilder area that only the American Indians have spent much time in, except for our little town, which we have to come up with a name for. Mm. Yep. I, I, was, I put just a tiny little scrap of things together, just a handful of paragraphs over the course of the week. I think I gave the town a name in that. Just give me a second. I've got it right here. West Haven? West Haven, yeah. West Haven sounds like a place down the street. What's kind of a boom town name? You know, uh, Doing a search towns in South Dakota. Give it a name like uh, Prosperity. Yeah, because it town was founded. Prosperity. <laughs> now, was the town founded in 1885, or was that just when it it was destroyed? destroyed? I think so. Then you could say with maybe 1860, 1865, it was founded. Yeah. After the after the Civil War. Right. We're talking about the, the town the investigators. Um, oh no! Are in right, or are we talking about the ghost town? We're talking I was talking about ghost town. Ghost town, yeah. No, the town, yeah, the town that they're going to do some investigating in, that could work for, that would have to be a normal name. Well, I think the way we were talking about the ghost town being something that we, like, discovered, like, it's not necessarily a super known thing that it's there. Um, Correct. Well, it could either be unnamed, in other words, the sign as you're going into the town is no longer existing. Or they could find the remnants of the sign. You know, maybe it's a part of a name or something. Well, and it could also be on the, um, I don't know, say marquee, but like the yeah. signs. Got it. Gonna have something, posts. something, general store, blah, blah, you know. Mm. Pine box, general store, whatever. These are But we do have to name the town where the hotel is and the police station and or doctor or whatever we're going to use. Mm. I think the West thing, West, whatever he came West up Haven. with. Yeah. And I, I say we named the ghost town, the ghost town, you know, uh, Jason's hold. You, you came up with the idea for a ghost town. Let's name it after you. <laughs> okay. All right. If you want, that works. Well, that means Basically, that the person who founded it, his name's Jason. His name's Jason. <laughs> but it's oh, it's, we could it's, even make the old cannibal Cretan guy Jason. Yeah, that works. <laughs> but that that brings me back to I think I suggested that in the last one is like you know using some of the Into the Darkness players as basis for the characters, like inspiration. I'll be a creepy cannibal. 
<laughs> calls himself after the name of the town that he hangs out. <laughs> I have encountered that too. Some of our well, no, we decided that the cannibal is actually going to be using cannibal magic to extend his life. He, he's the he's the sole survivor of the of the sand dweller massacre. Yeah, he, cannibal he, magic. He was. There's he a was, lot of spells in the Grand Grimoire that extend your life through cannibalism. Through can, and when I, there's way more than one. I think there's two or three. He was warned not to bring people into the area. So he founded the town and brought people in, and then they all got massacred. He was, and, and the sand dwellers kept him alive, so we would have yeah. to live with it. And then after over the decades, he just kind of became one of them. I threw something in the chat earlier while I was at work, so I wouldn't forget. Now, the, the food and everything spoils pretty quickly because of the curse. I was thinking if the, the investigators stumble on uh, the cannibal's cabin, there'd be some nice meat in the cabin. There's no signs of the bones, so that's the only good meat around. So if they chow down, then later on find out he's a cannibal, that could be a good sanity check for them too because they've ingested human. Mm. The sweetest, tenderest meat they've ever tasted. And I mean, if they find bones of the people who used to live in the town, there's going to be like human bite marks or gnaw marks on the, on the bone. Um, yeah. Which will lead them sort of to believe that they're ghouls mm. that we're dealing with. Um, also, I think the spoiling of food is an interesting thing because in a day and age when you didn't have refrigeration, well, not in South Dakota in the middle of nowhere. Then yeah, but we're going to have to be in November, so it's going to be really, really cold anyway. I like the idea of being it being winter though as well because like I just like look back to to you know things like I, I the the Quentin Tarantino movie Hateful Eight I love that whole setting with all the cowboys and just the snowstorms I think that yeah. adds a lot to the scenario if if it's like the weather is another element that these players have to compete with of like uh, well we can't go out like just rummaging over the over the land that much because you know the weather's yeah. shit. Right, we'll die. Um, if you look at the flow chart, which you haven't talked about, I actually have snowstorm as an event um, in like about the mid, uh, probably the third act. Right. So I, I definitely think that we should have the weather and the environment be an encounter. Agreed. And that could force any of the the guides or if any of the player characters are playing like the, the cowboy-esque to... Uh, use horses because right. the, you're going to seize up those engines exactly and the wheels will just slip on the ice they won't get through it but the horses or a mule or what a donkey will right and even if there was a little bit of mud before the storm they'll be fucking rooted into the mud i mean it could be spring before they get those tires out i mean we can really isolate these people one using weather mm. yeah. And if they primarily went on foot, you know, they're, there's, they'll die before they can walk back. You know, I mean, they literally could die just trying to get back to the town. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, how do, how do we scare people? That's how we scare people. Um, you know, Isolation. And that'll also, Isolation. That will, if, if we have the weather like that and the storms and blah, 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 that again is going to point people towards Ethiqua. 
Right. Um, well, and then you have the combination of, right, they don't know, right, there's several things that are, are they ghouls, is it Ithaca, and now they're, they're trapped in the snow, and depending on where the snowstorm hits, um, based on your flowchart here, Oscar, you, after you know they've already encountered the cannibal, things are kind of going wrong, and now they're kind of stranded out here, you know, with, with a madman. Mm. And who knows what And else. maybe they have to, they have to take, um, they have to take cover in the old town. You know, well, take away from the storm. That's what I was gonna say. That makes the the old mines even more appealing. Getting out of the weather. Mm. Well, yes and no. Mines don't get warm. You but could we can a- say that the mines do have supplies of coal. And I mean, it, it's cover from 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 the snow. The elements, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. Once you get far enough down in the mine, it's going to be fifty-four degrees. It's going to stay at 54 because that's naturally what it is down there. You know, and if they have equipment to start a fire, they can always start a fire and, you know, like a little. And and there could even be like old, um, you know, dried out boxes and stuff, rags, old rags, box, like mining equipment boxes. There's always a way to start a fire. Mm. Starting a fire in a mine is not such a great idea. Yeah, but when it's. We're great in Silent Hill. Negative 30 degrees above ground or 30 degrees, whatever. Like it, the wind is whipping, snow's falling, you're wet. All right, I think we need to talk about one of the big climactic decisions. Um, if they go into the cave system and find the temple, the sand dwellers are going to try and summon their god. So it'll be that moment where they're chanting, the players are shooting. Can they kill enough of the sand dwellers fast enough before their god shows up? Let's say their god shows up. Do we want A, a small great old one that a group of well-armed investigators has a fighting chance against, or a big great old one that's going to just destroy, that they've got no shot. It's end game. When it shows mm-hmm. up, you know, rocks fall, people die. I've got to admit, I kind of prefer, I, I think my headspace right now, I do prefer that to be, they summon it and it's something that's just like, fuck. Um, that's where I'm leaning towards. I can appreciate if you guys are, are leaning more towards the, hmm, let's give them something manageable to defeat. Um, I, I, yeah, now I, I am in the opposite. I think not, not because of the fighting it, but because I just don't think that the sand dwellers could summon a, a great old one. I mean, why wouldn't they have done it already to take over the world or something? So, it, it, what, why would they need to take over the world? That this is their world. They're they're primitive. They they're happy in their cave. They're happy with their temple. Mm-hmm. They've got their niche. Well, you then know? you could also say, what does the what does the great old one? Why would he notice what they're doing? Because they feed him every once in a while. Well, he'd send him a servitor. Something uh, lesser. I don't know. What do you and guys? They, they. I, I go with the lesser, greater one, great old one. So not for a fighting chance, but just I think it would be a little more balanced to the story. What if we made it a percentile choice? That if they get a critical success, on well, if the GM gets a critical success, then it's a great old one. If they, otherwise, the great old one just sends a servitor. GMs never were really like that. They just pick what they want. Whatever's serving the narrative at that point. Mm-hmm. 
So we, yeah, you could do some like, as you pick a pick something real nasty, and then you have that option if you want your players the opportunity to survive. Say it is an ongoing campaign we, that they've dropped this story in. We can leave it up to the individual keeper. We can give mm. stats for both deities. And yeah. So if the keeper wishes, it, you know, to run it more pulpy. If the keeper, if, you know, we can basically say pulp climax, uh, purest climax. Pulp climax is they've got a fighting chance with guns and sticks of dynamite. Purest is, yeah, you've got no chance. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's just inserting two stat blocks and three lines of text. But that, that is my, I think that is my one thing is I don't want, um, even if we, the, the one with the pulpy, like, you've got a chance. I want it, to, like, not to be, like, too easy for them to defeat it as well. Like, oh, I agree. The, none of these people are going to be like soldiers or police officers. Right. These are archaeologists, yeah. maybe some trail guides, some paleontologists, and a film crew. It's not yeah. like we've got a you know a commando squad or a delta a band of delta green agents going in. <laughs> yeah, um, they may have a few firearms, but they're not going to have you know you're not going to have an archaeologist with a Tommy gun and and a cinematographer with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, well, I'm thinking the trail guy. are, those characters are jerks because they shouldn't have that stuff. Right. Because, again, these aren't investigators. These are the people <laughs> looking, you know, they're falling into this. Yeah, I'm thinking the trail guides might have a revolver or two, maybe a rifle in case yeah, there Winchester. was a bear or some mm. sort of wild animal, but nothing major. One of my, uh, one of my favorites has always been Sathugya because... He, go, he comes across to me as a big, fat, lazy frog. And uh, they would start shooting at him, and he would be, like, annoyed, you know. What, what about this one? I just put it in the chat. Um, it's, I don't know how to pronounce that. Nope. Which one? Nopkesh. That's a monster. Is, that, really uh, is, is that the one with the big, like, thorn? Because he yeah. could bring snowstorms. He can do, you know, that's why... It's it's gonna be that those things are like very identifiable with all the Athaqua stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because um. the other option, as we said from the beginning, so we is create our own one. We can create our own mythos creature that you know whatever. Yeah, it could just be a thing that comes out of the uh, the gate and attacks. Like um, the thing. <laughs> What John Carpenter the thing? <laughs> what What about you said that the 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 sand dwellers and you said you found bones? What if there's like some sort of lost world down there, like a T Rex or something? Mm. Where it's too much going. Too much going on. Too many good yeah. ideas. It would work in some stories. Yeah, definitely. We, we really don't need to pick if we're if we're going to say a weak one and a strong one. We can wait until whoever's writing the climax to make that final decision. I really don't want to get hung up mm. on these act five details okay. when we haven't even divvied up who's writing what. I think I like the idea. I like the idea of having the option of having a, a greater one coming, but most likely he'll send a servitor of some sort that will take care of them and drag them back screaming to him where he can eat them or something like that. You know, I, yeah, I, I like the option. So, and the reason why we've set aside Gol Golgoroth because we don't have copyright to use that name, so we won't use that and one. Thanks to Tyler for uh, reaching out to yeah, yeah. do some research, excellent research. Um, 
which also means it doesn't have to be Hungarian. So we can, mm. right, we're not making him a Hungarian. We can make are, him. Are, are we going to make him the the uh, founder of the town? Then correct? Yeah. Is he the founder, or is he yeah, just he, what's somebody? No, he's the guy who, who discovered the mine, who and invited all of these people and set up the town. He was mayor. Just on that, because it's just popped into my head, that pretty much is the scenario of the migration. Uh, no. Um, not quite. Guy discovers I, the I town, think. opens the mine, then disappears. No, because nobody knows that this town exists. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that. It's a mining it. town. You know? Right, and, and, and the migration is about their the main point of that is they're investigating the caribou disappearance, and that leads to a totally different yeah. investigation chain than what we're looking into, which is depends on what the characters are. But no, I'm just saying, like you know, founder of the town, kind of. Well, he does not starting a town and then an opening mine. You know, the founder disappeared. Everybody there, knows the whole town. There's always there's always somebody who started this whole process, so yeah. I think that it's different enough. But I can see I can see some of the parallels you're talking. Well, about. yeah, he he doesn't have to be the founder. The whole thing is that he should have been dead forty years ago. He's totally still right, alive. Right. So yeah, he was around. He lived in the town when it when it was founded. Not that he was a founder. He was one of the yeah. first settlers of the town. Boom. <laughs> so he should I have was, been dead. And he's a cannibal, and he was doing some kind of cannibal magic. Yeah, right. We were we were going to make the town named Jason's Hold, and I was thinking, what if Jason's the last name, and we make his first name Mel? Mel, <laughs> that works. Jason Mel, the check. <laughs> <laughs> right, but see then, but then when you get this whole the whole town's name is Jason Hold, and they're like, wait a second, then we need to meet crazy guy who was had the same name. Well, he'll say his name is Mel. Oh, that's true. And then. You'll find out Mel what? Mel Jason. But we mentioned in, in whatever clue they find and the uh, mm -hmm. goes down. His diary. I mean, somebody's diary. You could name the town whatever. It, it's not really that, that important, but the cannibal being named Jason, I'll go with that. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> okay, so what what's next? What are we going to look at? Let's bring up the chart. All right, I think that I mean, who was going to be doing the physical writing for this? Tyler was going to work on that. And I think that Morgan's been, Morgan wrote, wrote out a really nice little concise thing here. I, I think with the flow chart, if we all agree that this is going to be our outline, with the flow chart, you can actually do a pretty decent outline of the sections that need to be written. Just before we keep going, guys, I do have to run. Unfortunately, I've got uh, to go to a, a dinner meeting. But um, everything so far, I, I like the, the bits we've added and what we're trying to come up cool. with. And I will see you with the next one, hopefully. Got it. See you later. Bye see you later. later. And so Zane's going to write the whole thing, right? Hmm? Zane's going to write the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Done. All right. He just said yes. You're right. He agreed. Right. The second he left. There are yeah, there are some distinct uh, sections you have that the first part of getting the characters um, like to to the place you have the town itself you have uh, that initial kind of wilderness section and the snowstorm hit the ghost town 
the mines and then the climax. So there are some definite. Now I have a question. Do all the, the investigators meet at the hotel and decide to go out together? Do they know each other before? Some of them are going to come together. Like probably there's going to be two members of the film crew, two members of the paleo team. And we're going to say that there are two area guides and when I say area, I mean, they're from South Dakota, but they may not live within 100 miles of here. And we can say that the, both the film crew and the paleontologists hired one of these guys. And they know each other, let's say, possibly? They or? would know each other by reputation. Patience. Because how many, how many wilderness guides are there working in South Dakota? Right, okay. So that's going to be the link. We can say that they're rivals. Hmm, that's a good idea. That'll kind of be up to the the players though right right um, right it, when they form their characters and one that makes um, most, the most sense that the film crew is tagging along with the paleontologist because they don't want to go out there all by themselves it, it makes sense for them to work together once they all get together because they're both be like well we've got friends that are missing too and they're like well we wanted to take a look around we're looking for this ghost town well, you know, why don't we stick together and, you know, because we're yeah. both exploring the same area. You could even put in a player note to one of the paleontologists saying, well, if they could get this discovery on film. Right. He'd be famous. So they talk to the camera crew. Hey, if we find this such and such bone out here, let's film it. You'll be famous for taking the film. I'll be famous for the discovery and we'll have proof of finding it on film. And remember, they were they were shooting stock footage, so right. it's like, hey, we can get some stock footage of 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 archaeologists, paleontologists digging. We could probably sell that to something. You, you know, could, so again, it's 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 all within their ballywick. You could you could set up some fun with the players by telling the film crew that they're going to tell the paleontologists that they're going to document what they're doing, but they're really going out there to scout for a, <laughs> a film, a movie. And uh, so that way it all kind of meshes. Yeah, that'll be all up to the players. Cool. Yeah, and I, and I do. Yeah, I do like the idea of mixing those those groups together. So that, like all the players are one thing or or the other thing. The... So I'm willing uh, between now and, and next session to turn the flow chart into a bullet point outline of five acts. Okay. Um, I'm not going to write any of them, <laughs> but I, I can I can set up a framework so that people like you know I like these sections, and then we can have everyone write the sections they want who are part of the writing team, and then at the back end, you know, I would be willing to go in and read it as an editor and find out if people have really stepped on each other or or you know kind of veered off course to kind of bring it back under control with an edit. Now this five, uh, five acts, will that be, how many scenarios will that Probably be? One, one big scenario. Right. No, um, I mean, not scenario, okay. um, so like, sessions. Okay. So let's say act one is everything leading up to the motel. They gather, they look for clues, they figure out what's going on and they decide what to do. Now, the top part of the flow chart 
from notes and clues all the way to crazy cannibal will be part two because that's one entire clue trail leading to where the two clue trails rejoin part three will be the one right below it so basically they can from the motel they can go into the wilderness and not go to town they can go to town find the map the old library you know and again they'll waffle between but we have you know the the clue thread from the town where they get the map and the clue thread where they get the journal of the archaeologists and they know some of their dig sites where I have dead end, dead end, dead end. These were right. places that the players have on a journal that they can look into. So crazy, so crazy, everything from crazy cannibal to ghost town would be act four. And again, when I act two and three, there's going to be waffling between them and some right. interaction. They may go to the town and then decide, well, we're not going to follow the map. We're going to follow the uh, the journal from the archaeologists. So map. So part two and three may weave together like snakes. They may look for both the team and the ghost town at the same time. And again, you know, ruined camps, Native American warning, animal attack. Those are things that happen in both parts. Okay. So Act Four, we have everything from Crazy Cannibal to Ghost Town. And Act 5 is where they get attacked at the ruins. And that could be the end. If they survive the attack and go and explore the mines, they're in the mines. If they keep pressing, they find the caves. If they keep pressing, they find the temple. Now, some groups may get to the first half hour of Part 5 and say, fuck this and leave. Those will be the smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Most groups are going to go all the way to the, to the end because they figure it's a one shot. I'm never playing this character again. Why not? That's fine. They can do whatever they want. That's the way I'm kind of envisioning the, the chapters. And again, when I, when I say parts, like I, Part two and three could be run with the characters hopping from two elements of two and elements sure. of three. Right. Um, it's not. It's not lineal. It's not linear. It's. It's. We we, we don't want to write a railroad. Modern players hate right. that. Right. All right. Um, I just have them divided because uh, divided by clue trail. This I'm, is the archaeology uh, path. This is the map path. I'm. Uh, I'm looking at. Um, my portion of it, which would be cartography, we want we want the motel, we want um, the library, maybe. Well, the large town. The library will the be in the town. town. Large town. Um, we want the map, obviously, if they well, decide the, to go. To, to go back a little bit, the large the large town will have library, doctor, horse rental, garage, and general yeah. store. Yeah, I see that. And, and then they find the old map from the library and that leads them into the wilderness. Right. And then we'll have the ghost town. Crazy cannibal shack. Uh, crazy cannibal shack. But again, he'll seek them out. He'll find them wherever they are. Uh, the haunted mine. 
uh, the cavern system and the temple. Cool. The ruin camp. Um, that's where the ruin camp will be where the archaeologists were slaughtered. Okay. Right. Yeah, that, that's a bunch of just bloody tents, things knocked over, gun like bullet stuff. And we can say it looks like some of them were dragged away. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I'm not sure exactly what you would map there, like a bunch of destroyed tents, but bodies torn up and body <laughs> and tents to no no bodies because the no bodies. they were either taken by the cannibal and we know where they are um <laughs> or they were taken by the sand dwellers and they're now in the temple waiting their turn now is it creepier that the camp would be demolished or that it would be in perfect condition and they would all be gone there, there would be some sand, sand, sand dwellers are not very uh, sand dwellers and crazy cannibals are not known for their finesse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not. We're not talking ninjas here. <laughs> and and we even, also have to do the the the, uh, the hollow itself. Yeah, that's part of the map. All right, cool. So I know what I'm doing. All right, I will, uh, what I'm doing is I've done the flow chart. I will do the outline and I will give this a, you know, rough edit um, to check for consistencies once it's written. Cool. Well, I am going to primarily be doing a lot of writing, so. Yeah. Now, Tom, did you, you wanted me to be doing the um, character sheets for like the NPCs or what else do you want me to work That's on? That's not a bad idea. If we create... Uh... If we that, could, that's a lot of work yeah. that'll save the writing staff a lot of time. Yeah, suggested. Yeah, I, would, I would appreciate that. You could w- you could stat out the 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 sand dwellers, whatever animal encounter you want to do. Find out what dangerous animals are in, active in winter in South Dakota. Uh, you know, wolverine, cougar, bear. I don't know what's out there, but I'm sure it ain't good. <laughs> um, stat out the crazy cannibal NPCs for the motel staff, garage owner, horse rental guy, the town doctor, um, the librarian. Um, and if we want to branch out the librarian, say that they can get the map at the library or the, uh, the newspaper. Because if they fuck up their role somewhere else, we want to give them another chance to get the map. So um, now how about, uh, uh, how are the Native Americans going to play this? I see Native American warnings. Right, they're they're the ones like, oh, don't you know? They don't want them to go into off into the wilderness because they're like, it's dangerous. Don't go there. They're they're gonna they're gonna ride up. I I think this guy's gonna ride up, and say, hey, can we talk to you for a few minutes? We've got a camp nearby. We've got some coffee brewing. And then they'd be like, look, there's a reason we don't go here. It's because it's dangerous, and you know, we can't stop you. But in good conscience, we just can't let you go without at least warning you. Warning you. Yeah. Um, we've warned other people before. They haven't listened to us. Go look, you know, and we don't know what's happened to them. But, you know, but we had nothing to do with it. Because, again, they're going to think, well, white people go missing. They're going to blame the Indians. And you could even have, uh, if they talk to the local uh, authorities, 
they could say, oh, we looked into the natives. Maybe they did something, but we don't have proof to kind of make them, you know, you got to have a plausible explanation. Well, we, People we aren't talking about this last time. You don't have to even go that far as to like level such an accusation at them, but they might have a, uh, there might be some like police complaints, um, filed maybe by the archaeological team that disappeared where they're like these people keep harassing us like I, I would say we turn it on its head and have the local sheriff actually get along with the natives here yeah. look, okay. say, look every every time someone's gone missing they've helped us search mm-hmm. and several times they've actually found somebody we've never had problems with these people right okay so, good good you know and basically so the players are almost expecting the stereotypical you know, bigoted local sheriff. And he's actually like, no, you know, we both grew up in this area. You know, <laughs> fine. I know, I know him. <laughs> you know, I've known, I've, I've known the head of their community for 20 years. Yeah. Don't, know? don't they have great coffee or whatever? <laughs> I think it would be, it would be a surprise. I think for the players. I like that. I, really I think too, like when that. you consider the, the, the limited area that we're dealing with here, right. it's probably a sheriff and, Two deputies at the most. Yeah. We can say a sheriff and two deputies, one of whom is a half breed, one of whom is half Indian. You could, and, you know, and just that's been it, done a lot, but yeah, that works. All right, so maybe we don't do that if that's Andy. You got you got Andy Taylor and uh, Barney Fife, and they're. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or like the sheriff's kid is the second deputy or one and they're all on vacation conveniently <laughs> and, and his wife's the secretary <laughs> but yeah that's an interesting idea make everybody nice yeah and just say look you know we never we never had any problems till these easterners came out here yeah. you know poking around looking for bones yeah all these tenderfoots and greenhorns in town right the 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 you know you got the loonies from California and you got the loonies from Chicago. I'm going to say university of Chicago because they had a great paleontology program. They did a lot of the uh, dinosaur hunting in the old West. Well, they're Miskatonic. Yeah, so they really have like an archeology span program though. Well, they had an ad, they sent things to Antarctica to, to survey stuff and. Oh, but not in 1923. <laughs> no, it's I, I would say University of Chicago. Okay. Just because they've got the the tradition of of, or you know, or the or new you know Museum of Natural History, Columbia. Um, That's true. Uh, the, the the two places in the United States have the, that have the best fossils are Chicago and Manhattan and New York. And these were fossils that were found in the in the twenties, in the you know the teens in the twenties and the thirties. Excellent. That works. All right. Uh, it's only six forty, but is there anything else? We don't have to have two hour long sessions for this. Uh, that is true. Just some, uh, a note about um, the person talking about those 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 money shots. You know, we talk about getting getting trapped mm. in the snow is is pretty pretty creepy. Well, I, I had originally had the idea that the sorry, we've got the animal attack for a little bit of of uh sent a, a little bit of early uh, tension and action. Um, we have the creepy cannibal. We have getting stuck in the snowstorm. Uh, in the That's when we do the haunted, 
the food rotting. When we get to the haunted area, we're going to be doing voices and, and you know, your tracks being erased behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, compasses just spinning endlessly. Mm, um, if they, if they're, you know, if they did have a car, they don't have a car anymore because of the snowstorm and they're trapped. Um, Low power rolls bring uh, the howling of the wind. Sounds like people they know calling to them. I mean, and we can say by giving the sand dwellers a few very basic spells or the cannibal a few very basic spells, we can have people who are sleeping out plagued by nightmares, hallucinations, all sorts of stuff, but just simple folk magic. Um, ghost town's going to be creepy. Uh Again, we could add real ghosts, but I think it's too many good ideas. So yeah. no, no real ghosts in the ghost town. Um, Doug, I think with the, with the sand dwellers, we, we're good. That meeting human flesh, possibly? It's been done. Right. And, and, and characters see it coming a mile away. Oh, yes. look, there's some delicious steaks just sitting there waiting for us. Yeah. yeah. And it says, eat me. No, I wouldn't go that no, far. No, but... I think yeah, I think the best way that that's that I've ever seen is that they they really disguise it like well. There's um the only way to do it is if the cannibal if they come upon the cannibal and he's like, hey, I was just putting on, I was just uh, reheating some stew. Now, there's plenty. Say, the horror Cosmo. Um, there's a scenario that's the um, rats in the wall guys. Back yeah. in ancient Rome, and they do that yes. really, really well with the players. Like, wait a second, what did we eat at this guy's house? Like two thirds of the way. Re- the it's scenario. really hard to do it well. It's really hard to get that because players see that coming a mile away. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I think that we've got a good start. A good second start. Good. Is it not? It's not really a start. A good second. Good, Come, a coming good into focus. Meeting. We're coming into focus. That's a good way to put it. Uh, so let's call it there. Uh, our special thanks to Oscar Rios, uh, Morgan Llewellyn, and Jason Melichok, and Zane Fleming for their participation in the workshop tonight. Be sure to watch our next episode where we will read some more of your suggestions and see what you guys think. Uh, like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. Uh, if you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Uh, uh, this is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game. Mm-hmm.